podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and thank you for joining us for our weekly podcast. And this week, our podcast title is The Best of Blended, a Professional Development Model That Rocks. And I'm excited to have the rocker here, Lance Ford, who will be uh, our guest speaker here today for podcast. Lance, thank you for joining us. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Many of you may know Lance. He's been involved in the distance learning community for about 14 years. He currently is a technology coordinator at Howe Public Schools and many of you may ask where is Howe Public Schools? Well it's in rural southeast Oklahoma. Lance has been there as not only a technology coordinator but also has worked in the music education department at both the middle and high school and just recently also received a USDLA leadership award for K-12 distance learning so we're very lucky to have Lance here with us today. And Lance, I guess my first question is, and I'm excited to hear how this program rocks. We all know how difficult it can be to get teachers involved in professional development and to ensure that they're knowledgeable and happy at the end. Can you describe for us what exactly your model is? Absolutely. Um, we're really focused in on K-12 educators and instead of talking about distance learning, we do distance learning in the model. It's not this is how you would do it if you were in the environment. This is what we do. So I connect with people from Maine to Alaska and South Canada all the way down to South Texas. And we actually train K-12 educators who, who are where the rubber meets the road in the classroom on how to incorporate and integrate video conferencing and various other technologies into the classroom with their students on a daily basis. Not necessarily just folks who are teaching via distance, but also the regular third grade teacher who might like to incorporate video. How does that look? How does that work? What resources are available? And we do all that in about a 10 hour session, mostly synchronous. We do have some asynchronous elements that we offer via Moodle interaction, uh, but that's the way we work with the teachers. About 10 hours over the course usually of three days. And they really have a great time with it. Oh, that's great. Could you describe a little more what technology you're actually using? Absolutely. This is a part of the Tanberg organization. I actually trained for Tanberg. It's called Tanberg T4, and that stands for Tanberg's Teachers Training Teachers. It came about sort of as a result of me being a telementor uh, in the state of Oklahoma for the State Department of Ed, going around and finding a whole lot of opportunities to work with teachers, but a whole lot of technology that had a lot of dust on it. And it was so frustrating to me and so disheartening to walk into a school where maybe video conferencing equipment had been under shrink wrap for 18 months. Literally never unpalated. So what we did was we were approached by Tamberg to work with some teachers and that kind of developed into, a, into this model that we now deliver. 
And we've had the opportunity in the last 18 months to train over 500 teachers nationwide in K-12. 500 teachers, that's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. Could you describe a little bit more of actually who you are in impacting? Absolutely. We impact a wide range of K-12 educators. Some of the things that we do work and focus with pre-K through three. Right this second, I'm halfway through a training with some folks in Array, New Mexico. And it's part of a Reading First initiative, sort of a reading grant that they've gotten. And they've gotten some distance ed equipment, and they want to be able to impact their reading scores. At our school in Southeast Oklahoma, we've really been blessed to have an opportunity to take technology and authentically use it in the classroom. Moving our students' test scores from... We benchmarked around 720 when we started this in our API to over 1200 this year. Now, I'm not going to say that's as a direct result of technology, but it's as a result of teachers looking at what they do and being willing to modify that and do things differently. So we're taking those ideas and allowing teachers across the country to experience that and then interact with each other through the video conferencing as well as through our Moodle site. That's very exciting, and I can tell you're excited about yeah, it, too. I really am. <laughs> what actual paradigm shifts have you experienced and have you seen? That's a great question. You start off with traditional didactic instruction, sort of a paradigm where, and I know this is a podcast, so you can actually see what I'm doing, <laughs> but a paradigm where you know the teacher is talking to the student, and the student's responsibility is to just, you know, just suck all that information in. And so what we've tried to do with the video conferencing is take it from that paradigm and try to turn it on its head and allow the students to actually develop content, look at state and national standards for learning, because that's what it's all about in K-12 right now. With no child left behind, increased pressures on teachers to produce test scores, all right? How is this going to impact that directly is the question I always get. Well, when we can take students and allow them to dissect those national learner standards, and look at things that are specific to their geographic regions and create content that in turn utilizes their mathematics skills, their science skills, their reasoning skills, all those core curricular areas, deliver that to another group of students, then they have really synthesized their learning. And that's the paradigm model that we're trying to invert, if you will. The traditional, you know, what some people think of as a talking head lecture, whether that be in streamed media or whether that be in video conference, just seeing someone and or their PowerPoint slide, blah, 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 blah. Let's allow the students to authentically engage and use their skills to develop content to deliver to mm -hmm. other students. Then they get ownership of the educational process. Then they have that hook and it becomes real. Definitely. I'm sure there are challenges. And what have been the greatest challenges? I think at first with a K-12 educator, again, your typical fourth grade teacher, when they come into this environment, there's a sense of shock and awe. I mean, the fact that I'm in Howe, Oklahoma, student population, 480 kids pre-K through 12, and they're in Maine, or they're in Alaska, or they're in New Mexico or Arizona, there's that whole, oh my gosh, he can see me, he can hear me. And, and we get past that pretty quick. The, after that, then it really becomes, how does this go into my curriculum? Lance, here's my three ring binder of the state standards that I'm required to address. How do I make this personal for me and Johnny and the other 29 kids that I've been commissioned not to leave behind? How can I make that happen? And so really taking this media of video and online delivery and making it appropriate for a second grader. Sometimes it's a challenge. 
The thing I love most about this is that I get to work with teachers, and they're the most creative people on the planet. They've been, they've been commissioned with an impossible task, truly, to, not, to have every child learn at the same level. We all know that's just that's a joke, but that's what they've been told to do, and they creatively address those issues every day. This gives them another tool in their arsenal to help them with that process, and it becomes a problem-solving exercise not only for myself, but for them as well as we grow them into this media. That's very exciting. It really is. I guess my last question is, why why do you think this is so important? That's a great question. You know, one thing I always talk, I spend a lot of time with rural educators, okay? And one of the things that I always talk about is the fact that in the 20th century, Susie, Billy, Tommy were competing with each other for their jobs. Who, you know, who can outperform each other? And they and they use each other as sort of a marker in the classroom. I outdid her on the test. I outdid him. I have a third grade daughter, and she's always talking about how she did in relation to everybody else. In a global, Friedman-esque, flat world that we all live and abide in now, it's no longer how is Johnny doing. It's how's Juan doing. You know, it's how's Muhammad doing. And these kids are competing on a global scale for their job skills and their job sets. And as we look at the economy in the 21st century and what's going on today in the United States of America, I just think it's absolutely paramount that we prepare students to interact at this level. The best way I know to have them do it, my educational philosophy is really simple. I guess it's because of my music background. <laughs> um, it's stand and deliver. If a student can stand and deliver, can they synthesize facts? Can they pull that in? Can they make it a part of who they are? Can they engage me? Can they get me excited about it? Then when they leave and take tomorrow's jobs, they will truly be ready to participate in the 21st century global economy and environment. Lance, that is very exciting, and you're obviously making an incredible difference in, well, thank you. in educators' lives, but also in the, the children that they uh, impact. So thank you very much for sharing your program, and, and it definitely does rock. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> And I'm sure there are people in the audience who would like to contact you. Could you give us some contact information? Absolutely. Um, I'm Lance Ford, and that's just as it sounds, L-A-N-C-E-F-O-R-D, at how, H-O-W-E, the Native American word, how, dot K-1-2-dot-O-K-dot-U-S. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. And this is uh, Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association. And if you would like to reach me or find out more information about USDLA, you can find us at www.usdla.org. Thank you, and I hope you have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.